You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. Well, crisis leads often to greater failed leadership. Safe to say we've seen both in the uh, pandemic. Writing about leadership is Joel Peterson. He is the chairman of the Board of Overseers at the Hoover Institution at Stanford, professor at the Stanford Graduate School of Business, founder of Peterson Partners, as well as the chairman of the board at JetBlue Airways. He's been there for 12 years, and he has served on more than three dozen boards over the past 45 years. His book out this week, Entrepreneurial Leadership, The Art of Launching New Ventures, Inspiring Others, and Running Stuff. He joins us, Joel does, on the phone from Salt Lake City, Utah. Joel, delighted to have you here with us. Um, Tell us, first of all, how are you doing? I hope your family's well. Uh, You're out there in Salt Lake City. I have family out there. Tell me a little bit about what you're seeing and how how it's going. Actually, things are doing well here in Salt Lake. I don't think we feel the same stress that you feel in uh, New York. I know we don't, uh, but people are locked down. They're not leaving their homes uh, for the most part. Uh, So, But but in terms of my family, everybody's doing great. Well, I'm glad to hear. I'm, I'm really, we're very glad to hear that. Um, what is being stressed out, though, and I've got to ask you about the airline industry. We just talked earlier about Delta. and I mean, this is an industry that has just been shut down. What are your expectations about what the airline industry looks on the other side of the virus? Well, I think people are not going to abandon traveling. People like to travel. They like to see family and friends. Uh, meetings go better uh, in reality than they when, when they're flesh and bone people than uh, when it's virtual, and uh, so I think travel will come back, but I think it'll be altered. I think people will be careful. I think the notion of safety will expand to healthcare safety. I think people will expect uh, the planes to be sanitized. I think they'll expect to have more room. Uh, we'll probably have some testing as to fevers and things like that. Uh, but I think travel will come back. We have a bit of a Band-Aid uh, from the government to get the airlines through this uh, uh, difficult moment. Well, and and tell us a little bit more about what you make of that Band-Aid at this point and, and this notion of survival. You know, we had our analyst on uh, breaking down, as, as Carol alluded to, Delta earnings and essentially saying for the whole industry, this is just about surviving, basically just managing that burn, trying to get to to the other side of it, more needed from the government or what what needs to happen next? Well, I think it's a question of how travel comes back and how the industry is able to adjust. Uh, You know, and I don't think anybody really knows that Mm -hmm. yet. Uh, We still don't even know. Uh, how the models are working. We know we had the denominator wrong. Some people think we may have the numerator wrong, too, and that may determine how things go. But I'm bullish about uh, the travel industry in general, but not for a while. I think it'll come back fairly slowly and in a cautious way. And I think uh, the current uh, help from the government may be adequate to get us to the other side. Yeah, because I have wondered, um, you know, JetBlue is certainly a company we cover a lot. I've talked with various uh, senior executives over there. I mean, just some of the conversations that you guys have been having around the board table or with senior management. Yeah, so we since this uh, really all broke, we've basically had board meetings every week. The virtual uh, board, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we've been fairly active in that, and we've worked with our management team, which if you know them, they're spectacular. They're really wonderful, and they've been very thoughtful and have managed their way through this in a spectacular way. 
Well, so. let's talk about managing it at a time like this, Joel, because it's, it's at the core of a lot of things you've written about before, uh, including your new book, Just Out, uh, Entrepreneurial Leadership. I mean, this calls for, I don't know if it's a different kind of leader, but maybe a different kind of leadership. What are the real-time lessons here? Well, I think it does demand entrepreneurial leadership, which is the title of this book, but I don't think it'll do to be a presider giving directives from a corner office or managing complexity or administrating policy or being a politician. Uh, I think it really is going to require an entrepreneur, and I think it requires beyond entrepreneurship where entrepreneurs innovate, but they don't necessarily manage well what they've innovated. So I've really tried to come up with this term that captures the whole notion of building a durable enterprise, building an enduring culture. And um, so I think that's really what's going to be required in many industries, not just small companies recovering, but I think many large companies are going to need that kind of entrepreneurial leadership. Well, what do you make of, because, you know, I think you've you've been thinking too about job one is survival through all of this, right? And exactly. it is a question of kind of what does your balance sheet look like? How liquid are you? And I think what we're finding, and, and Jason and I um, have talked about even the restaurant industry, even those that have been so successful are scrambling. So I don't know, um, what is it, is it going to make businesses reassessed, reassess kind of, uh, you know, their safety nets that they need to have on hand just in case? Well, I think it'll probably do that. I've been through a couple of real estate workouts, and, uh, you know, for a while, everybody is really cautious, but it's very tough in these capital-intensive businesses uh, to have enough liquidity to see you through a real downturn, an extended downturn. So we had one of the best balance sheets in the airline industry. We had a fair amount of cash and a fair amount of borrowing capacity, but still, when you're grounding 170 planes, and when your revenue drops 90 to 95%, uh, it's pretty tough. You are listening to Bloomberg Business Week. Let's continue our conversation with Joel Peterson, chairman of JetBlue, uh, professor at the Stanford Graduate School of Business. His new book out this week, Entrepreneurial Leadership, The Art of Launching New Ventures, Inspiring Others, and Running Stuff. Joel, I do want to ask you about a different industry that you're intimately familiar with, and that is the real estate industry. What does that look like uh, on the other side? You ran a big commercial real estate company. Are we going to think totally differently about space, or is this a blip? Well, I think uh, it'll have some of the same problems because it's a highly leveraged business and you're finding a lot of people going to these uh, owners of real estate saying, we can't pay our rent. Mm -hmm. we, need a, we need a deferral. Uh, so they'll tack things onto the back of uh, loans or leases or whatever. So I think you'll see a disruption there. Your real question has to do with what about the future yeah. of real estate? And um, I think we'll see some shifts. I think there'll be more fulfillment business. Uh, I think we'll see some industries moving back to the United States as we get kind of the supply chain concerns uh, resolved. So I think it's a bit unclear. There may not be as much office space and things may be designed a little bit differently. The same way that we're thinking about the airline industry, how, how, what are planes going to look like in the future? How are we going to onboard people? So I think people are rethinking. They're reimagining the industry, but there'll always be a need for uh, travel and there'll always be a need for real estate space. But it does sound like what you're saying, Joel, is there will be things that, as a result of this crisis, will stick with us. Will 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 dramatically potentially change whether it's the layout of of planes or whether it's who's using real estate and for what. That that will stay with us. Is that fair? Yes, I think that's fair. And I think another one to add to that, uh, Carol, is distance learning. 
Yeah. I think that we're, people are really learning how to do that. I'm actually teaching a course at Stanford right now, and I find myself speaking to a computer screen with 49 little postage stamp-sized faces right. on it. And, you and, think how, does it, and well, how does that go? Yeah. What, what do you make yeah. of that? Well, it's, uh, it's challenging. The students are so terrific that they, they kind of go along with it. Uh, it's tough, though, when you tell a joke and nobody laughs. Uh, because everybody's on mute. And, uh, <laughs> that you hurts. You can't read the body language, and, uh, and you can't do some of the same kinds of things. So I'm looking forward to, be back in, to being back in the classroom. Joel, I, I tell a joke, and nothing's muted, and nobody I, I, laughs I, I anyway. I can hear her so. and see her, and oftentimes <laughs> the crickets, The crickets back. go yeah. on. Listen, yeah. I love you know your book. I was reading through, and some of the folks that you highlight, whether it's Stanley McChrystal, we had him on our air just a few weeks ago to talk about what he's doing in Boston and his team. Um, you talk about Alan Mulally. You know, when you look at leaders, who do you think are the standouts? Because I really do think we're at a time where, in some cases, leadership is failing us big time. I couldn't agree more with you, and I, and I think people are often surprised that I'll list people like Alan Mulally and Stan McChrystal, but they are very much entrepreneurial leaders. They make change. Every organization that they get involved in, they change, and the change is durable. And so they have, uh, they're quite entrepreneurial, and I think people don't think that a four-star general or the head of Ford or Boeing could be entrepreneurial, but I think that's the kind of leadership we're going to see more of, people who will take risks, will make decisions, will be transparent, will change direction as they need to. And so I think we need a lot of the characteristics of the entrepreneurial leader moving forward. Well, and those are uh, two guys in different ways sort of got knocked down, right? I mean, that they, they face some, re- from real, some real setbacks sort of professionally and personally in some cases. Well, I think almost every leader has. Yeah. I'm reading for my third uh, biography of Churchill right now, and he talks about his wilderness years when he was passed over at least three times by prime ministers uh, for yeah. post in the cabinet, and uh, he thought he was done. And then all of a sudden he becomes the man of the hour. Right. I don't know if we can squeeze in a 30-second uh, response from you, but I do wonder about political leadership because we certainly have seen a battle on the federal level versus on the state level. We do only have about 40 seconds. Your thoughts there? Well, I think the problem with political leadership is, number one, it starts with polemics. And I think people find that they can get power by dividing us. And uh, political leadership is all about power. It's about rewarding friends and punishing enemies. And that's one style of leadership. And it can, has a place, but I think it's, it's really only one tool in the belt of the entrepreneurial leader. And it can't be relied on too much. So I think we, we really need mm-hmm. healing. Right. entrepreneurial leaders and not just political leaders. Interesting. All right. A good note to end on. We really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Joel Peterson, chairman of JetBlue, professor at Stanford Graduate School of Business, founder of Peterson Partners. He's got a new book, Entrepreneurial Leadership, Very Timely, The Art of Launching New Ventures, Inspiring Others, and Running Stuff. The uh, next time we do one of our broadcasts for TV, Bloomberg TV and Bloomberg Radio, um, whether it's a reveal or we're checking in with Stanford, we need Stanford. to check yeah. in with Joel. I want to go sit in his class. I do too, right? His real class, not not a postage stamp. <laughs> and you'll laugh at his jokes. <laughs> yeah, I'll totally. I'll laugh loud. I'll laugh know, loud and too. long. Me All too. Right.